Just a quick note before we start the show, this episode was recorded during COVID-19 with social distancing in mind. This is one of the few places I've ever been where folks never give up. This is Soul Sessions, conversations on culture from Jackson, Mississippi. I'm Kim Lewis, along with Paul Wolf, bringing you a look at the people, places, and events that make us the city with soul. And today's show is a chance to hear from the leadership ranks of the city of Jackson. Planning and Development Director, Jordan Hillman. Yeah, Jordan came into Jackson about three years ago and has just really blazed a trail to make improvements all over the city, Kim. She has. She's been a a part of big changes at the city to help improve the quality of life for Jacksonians. Most people may not recognize her name, but they have certainly seen some of the results of her hard work. Yeah, those paved streets, those building permits that are not so hard to get anymore. Jordan's been a part of that. I'm excited to hear from her. Let's start the Jordan, can you share with us a glimpse of who you are and the work you do? I'm the director of planning at the city of Jackson. I came to the city of Jackson almost three years ago now after spending a few years working for the city of Brandon. Came to the Jackson area over 10 years ago now because I married my husband and this was where he lived. So Jackson chose me in a lot of ways, but very quickly became home and exciting for me to become a part of working for the city. Getting to work for the city you live in is a really, really, really neat thing to do. The entire time I worked for the city of Brandon, I lived in Jackson and was able to go home and not really have an impact on the city that I actually resided in. So when the opportunity came up to work for Mayor LaBamba and join the city of Jackson team, I was a little hesitant um, given some of the challenges and just the unfamiliarity with the folks up here, but quickly jumped in after I got to know everybody. It's really been a great opportunity to get to know the city I live in and actually use the skill set I've developed over the past 10 years to make my city better. Yeah, it's refreshing to actually get to know the people who run our city. And so I, I want to go back even further with you. I know that you grew up in North Mississippi, just outside of Memphis, but college days and, and maybe early after college, what were your aspirations and, and what did you end up doing when you came out of school? I actually went to school to be a landscape architect. I went straight to Mississippi State and went through that program in four years, but about halfway through the program, Some of my professors started to hint that I might want to pursue um, graduate school in city or regional planning, that I had a interest in a slightly bigger regulatory role and policy role instead of the on the ground design work. They turned out to be right. (laughs) And I ended up graduating in the heat of the 2008-2009 recession where the landscape architecture profession was decimated. So it worked out that the University of Memphis came calling with a graduate assistantship, and I did go in and get my master's in city planning, and that is really where my life started to change. Before that, I was your average suburban kid without a lot of expertise or experience outside of the middle class, and I jumped right into social policy work at the University of Memphis and got dropped off doing door-to-door knocking on a housing project in Memphis that was about to be overtaken by a Hope 6 replacement. I know that sounds like a lot of acronyms from the housing world, but (laughs) essentially a long-time public housing project in Memphis that was scheduled for demolition and replacement as a Hope 6 neighborhood, which is a mixed-income neighborhood. What that didn't take into account was the displacement factor. 
And that's what we were working on in grad school. You took a kid from the suburbs and very quickly met what the real world was like, what the real issues were like, and what the challenges of cities are. And that started me down the path that lands me, I guess, in this chair today. Came out of there and came to Canton, Mississippi to work for a while. And then more recently, before you came to Jackson, City of Brandon. And what did you do there in the City of Brandon that you think maybe prepared you for the role that you're in now? Both the roles of City of Canton and City of Brandon were stepping stone opportunities to really get to know local government, um, the state laws that regulate us and tell us how we can and can't do things, how we can purchase things, how we can build things, and get used to dealing with political bodies. There is an art and a little bit of a science to making things happen through a council form of government or an alderman form of government. And cutting your teeth in a smaller community is certainly helpful before you jump in as you move up in community size. So I definitely learned a lot about how city government works and state law works with regards to it. But the second thing I learned, I worked for a fantastic mayor in Brandon, was an incredible work ethic and just drive to serve the public and to make your place better. Um, And that I carry with me. Um, He really just you know, ingrained in you cleanliness and safety um, practices for the most part, serving the public and finding ways to um, make the city better and also thinking in a way a lot of folks aren't used to. And that is with my mind 20 years down the road, almost at all times. That's something that I have realized is not common and unique to my personality. Um, Once I know about a project, a road project or a park project or whatever it is, I can see it immediately. So I can be walking up and down the street and see the renovated building or see the renovated road. And they're just there in my head. And it may be two, three, five years before they actually physically are there. Um, So I think that's a skill set that certainly I've built up over the years that is really helpful as I've worked through multiple city jobs. What an amazing skill set too, Jordan, to be able to really just look at one thing and and picture what comes next. I don't think a lot of people can do that. Now, as you've kind of climbed the ladder since you've graduated, how do you feel Jackson has ended up as a good launch pad for you and what you're doing now? Jackson was a great launch pad for me just because in my industry, it's not typical for someone my age to have a director's level job at a city this size. It's becoming less rare as I get a little older. Had I pursued work in some of the more popular hot cities that some of my classmates did moving to the city of Austin or San Jose or going up to Portland or Seattle or Denver, I would likely still be sitting in a planner one or planner two position, not having a chance to really dig in. But because I chose to stay in Mississippi specifically, where we have a lot of trouble recruiting planners, most of us that are here are from here and have some attachment to here. I have been given opportunities I would not have otherwise reached at this point. They've been difficult, not to say they were easy, but I really am appreciative of the fact that I've been able to move through positions and learn and expand and grow in a way that had I made the decision to move elsewhere, would not have gotten the opportunity. And I feel like I am so much better prepared for what I'm doing today because of that. So Jordan, what inspires you about Jackson? Jackson is really full of people who are just incredibly resilient. This is one of the few places I've ever been where folks never give up. And you can take a dream, and I'll give an example, the museum trail that is about to open officially, even though all of us have ridden it already anyways. <laughs> that started 10, 15 years ago with a small group of people and had hit every hurdle along the way from regulatory to changes in mayors to you name it, money. And, and it's finally going to open next month. I just see that all across Jackson. It's just that incredible resiliency. So it's hard not to be 
inspired by that to see what is possible when you're surrounded by people who just don't give up. Yeah, there are particular groups or areas of town where you see some inspiration happening. Uh, Besides the museum trail, of course, there are other spots uh, all over the city who are paving their own way, so to speak. One of my favorite communities to follow is actually the Lake Elementary community in Rosemont Church. Um, I call it the Rosemont area. I don't know if that's the official neighborhood name that they would go by, but it is an area south of West Capitol Street that the community has really come together to get control of their vacant and blighted properties and has systematically just really cleaned up the neighborhood. Simultaneously, the elementary school went from an F to an A. The church has really expanded its role in that community to build in partnership with some other groups, their own park. They've worked with Vista volunteers to build trails through the creek. And it's just an incredible amount of progress to be done with little to no government funding or government intervention. And I love seeing things like that happen because I know that is how places are rebuilt and places are reclaimed. That neighborhood in 10 years will be an incredible asset to the city of Jackson. And considering the challenges it's overcome, you can't help but be excited for where they're going and want to help to support more opportunity for groups like that. Yeah, you are a give credit where credit is due sort of person, but I I want you to be able to be, you know, maybe a little selfish for a moment and tell me, how do you feel like the work that you do personally in your role as planning development director, how is that making a difference in the city? That's hard for me to really think through and talk about. I like to do the work of fixing, fixing systems, fixing processes and fixing policies. It's behind the scenes work. It's the kind of things that when they work right, you don't have to talk about. To give a couple examples, uh, building permitting. Right now it's cold. Anybody that got to a point this past year where they had their gas cut off or anything that would have caused them to have to get a new gas permit to get their gas turned on is showing up and needing a building permit to have a pressure test inspection so that the gas company will give them their gas back. Right now, with our offices closed to the public, us not seeing anybody in person, that would have been a huge ordeal this year. Um, Luckily, we've spent the past two years building an online automated building permit system to allow people to do that from their smartphone or from their computer or from whatever device that they have so that we can make that process seamless for the customer and they can see it in real time. If we hadn't had that option for online payments, I really don't know where we'd be right now. And it wouldn't be just preventing someone from starting a project. That's literally preventing someone from having heat. Solving problems in areas like that where getting someone to yes is really important are the kind of things that I really enjoy doing and think leave a lasting impact on the city. Jordan, my favorite question with us being in the tourism industry, this is always one of my favorites. If you had 24 hours to show off the city of Jackson, what would you show? And I know you're a mama, so please include some family stuff. Uh, Well, we can go with what we would do if it was Saturday morning in my house and we happen to have family or friends coming into town. We typically get up on Saturday mornings. We would probably pick up breakfast from the Bean. It's been a long time practicing our family and many of our friends probably going on about six, seven years at this point through its past uh, naming and ownership. We, we love going there. It's a coffee shop, but you can also get brunch and they have a variety of, you know, really tasty options in the morning that are pretty quick. And from there, we, we typically are looking for something outside to do. And we actually really enjoy going to the Jackson Zoo. My children are the ages of one and a half and five. And 
absolutely love the giraffes, the bear, and the flamingo, and even the pygmy hippos. It's a great little one and a half hour adventure to tire them out and get them ready for lunch, where we'll typically hit a kid-friendly place. Um, of course, one of our favorites is Salad Mookie's. My son is obsessed with Salad Mookie's, mainly because he can get ice cream. And usually he can get ice cream before he finishes his food, but they have some of the best wings in Jackson and I can eat my wings while he gets his ice cream. If I can get away from the kids for just a second while they're taking a nap, I'm typically gonna go work out. Uh, so probably not going to take somebody with me to do that. But if, in case they do, I, I go to the Orange Theory at the district. I've loved having it by my house this whole time. Great management team. Um, and then in the afternoon, we are usually looking for another reason to get out of the house for a few minutes. Um, we ride the museum trail now regularly. And my children know Coffee Pros Pops by name. And we frequent both the Midtown and the Highland Village locations. So that's our local popsicle shop that we love to eat. If we pick up a babysitter. We love eating at Bravo, particularly at the bar. It is a very comforting experience to go to a place where we've been over and over and are treated like family every time we go. So that's kind of a little bit of what we would do and also kind of a typical day in our life of our weekend. Outstanding choices. Um, several of those are favorites of ours at the office as well. Jordan, where can we find out more about you and about the work you do here in the city of Jackson? You can find out more about our work um, by visiting the city website or connectjackson.com, one of our big projects that's currently going on. Um, and me personally, and my personal take on my work, you can find me on Twitter at Jordan R. Hillman um, and get a little bit of taste of some of the um, writing I do uh, for ELGL, um, which is a national uh, local government website that I do occasionally publish to. Now, here's what we're loving in the City with Soul, a segment where we talk about a place or a thing that has us really excited about Jackson. And today, we're talking about progress in the city. And because of the mutually important projects the city has been working on, Visit Jackson has had a seat at the table. We've been able to collaborate and share information firsthand with the movers and the decision makers in the city. And we have seen some amazing results. Amazing results for tourists and locals alike. Lots of new paved streets, lots of ADA accessible sidewalks, the museum trail, new buses, parking meters, and the human rights campaign equality score 80. That's the highest in the state of Mississippi. We should absolutely be proud of that. That was one collaborative effort between the city, Visit Jackson, and the human rights campaign. We worked really hard this year to get that number up. And all the new developments, the Jackson Tech District, Fertile Ground Beer Company, Bellhaven Town Center, Planetarium Relaunch, these are all projects that wouldn't have happened without the support and collaboration of the city and people like Jordan to get it done. And if you want to know more about some of these great projects, you should check out our sister brand. It's really for the locals, but yeah, come on. You can check it out too. JXN.MS, exciting stories about all the things happening here in the city. And we'll put links to some of these projects in our show notes. Sessions is hosted by me, Kim Lewis, and me, Paul Wolf. Our show is produced by Visit Jackson in association with MWB Studios. Our executive producer is Ricky Thigpen. We were recorded and mixed by Parker Brewer. 
Our theme music is by Tania Sanders, recorded at Malico Studios right here in Jackson. Special thanks this episode to Jordan Hillman, Jonathan Pettis, Tim Mask, and Mark Leffler. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Paul Wolf. And I'm Kim Lewis, and you've been listening to Soul Sessions. I'm a soul.